self-serving persuasive talkers of everything and nothing. We are Conversation Con Artists. Hey, what's going on, people? It's your boy, Mr. On Point. Uh, Red couldn't be with us today, so I had to find a creative solution to figuring out how we were going to do the podcast, and I decided to post a Facebook status and see who chimed in that would be able to record. I guess to talk a little bit about the corona or whatever is on everybody's mind. Uh, this episode uh, features one of my friends, Ashley, as well as Cole Jackson Shogun from the Government Name Podcast. That's what we have in store, uh, talking about random shenanigans, including some delicious ice cream flavors and king cake. So, without further ado, here we go. Introduce yourself, ma'am. <laughs> hey, everybody. My name's Ashley. Um, let me see. What else? What do you, what do you all want to know? I am 30. I am almost a doctor. Almost. Close. The other kind of doctor. Brandy said, Brandy said almost doesn't count. It but does. in this case, now in this case, you know. I mean, if 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 Miss Rona came and called me home right now, they would not call me doctor. So it don't count. They wouldn't call you doctor, but what what are you about to be a doctor? A PhD in health education and promotion. If somebody needed some information <laughs> that you have, <laughs> and you are close to being a doctor, oh. I'd be so quick to be like, I'm a whole, and I'm like, let me calm this down because I'm not. <laughs> I have to step, take a step back from the comments. Delete, 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 delete. Not, let, look, let me not overstate, but I know what I'm talking about. Okay. I got you. I got you. Uh, so, what's on your mind right now? I did, you know, free, this is a free, free speech. Okay. So, in light of trying to be positive and, you know, we're all hunkered down in our homes, or we should be hunkered down in our homes unless we have to work yeah. and we can't be. Um, I like to think about the positive thing. So that keeps me together, my mind on a on a positive path, keeps my anxiety in check. And so I always think about the silver lining. So this is a horrible pandemic that we're having to deal with. But on the bright side, like, I get to be at home and structure my day in any way that I want to now. I haven't settled into the discipline to do things like I should, but mentally, <laughs> I'm less stressed. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I have time to work. I have time to do my own thing. And um, I really like to be active in things, so I can't go to my, I like, I do high yoga. I can't go to my yoga classes, but they're virtual now, and I can do them at the house. And I'm seeing all these other people doing virtual classes. And I think that is so beautiful. And I wish it was something that we had been doing more of to begin with. It's great to get together, you know, because it helps you be accountable. But it's also limiting, in a, you know, in a way for some folks. Because I always miss evening classes because I travel for my job. And so I never get back in town in time. So I like that. Um, also gives people who, like my best friends in California, and I always tell her about my classes. Now she can come to class with me, you know? Yeah. So stuff like that. Um, like the, the, the Club Corona, that kind of stuff. I love that. 
Oh, all these artists are really kicking in and throwing shows. I think Ari Lennox right now got you know, her Instagram shows going. It's right now? I think so. Did look, did um everybody <laughs> ever do her show? I have no idea. I know I saw the post about it. Nobody said that, they saw her perform, but I kept seeing posts about it too. Yeah, I saw a post about it, but I didn't see her perform or nothing. It I, it was people were saying a dollar. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I got a dollar. Yo, Anthony Hamilton showed out last night. Really? Night. Yeah, it was really good. I heard Miguel put on a good show too. Um is, I run, I run outside. Luckily, I we're still able to run outside. Um, because you know that's something you can socially distance yourself from others. But I notice a lot of kids playing outside, a lot of families walking together trying to be active and that's something I hadn't really seen before. I did not know so many children lived in my neighborhood. Like mm. the beautiful thing. I was like, come on. Flashback to the nineties. <laughs> I haven't seen kids playing outside since we were kids playing outside. So mm. that that kind of I like how it, it forces you to spend time with your family. Unless you're a single person like me and the family's somewhere else. But that's cool. Because technology, I don't, I don't ever feel alone as long as I got Wi-Fi. So yeah, I can get it's, up. It's transforming society in several different ways. Mm-hmm. You know, with people being outside more and people doing these shows online and online meetings and school and stuff. Do you feel that there is a? Do you think that there is a component to yoga that you can't get from? You know, being there. I mean, I don't know the community essence of yoga, you know, I, enough to know if it makes a difference. In that sense, it's like any other, like, group workout class. I think when you're in person, you don't want to look lazy. You, you know, you want to put forth a good effort, and so you're more likely to keep at it and try versus when you're at home. You're more likely to kind of let yourself off the hook. So uh, the virtual classes are good for that. Sorry, okay. my, uh, I have pets and one of them went back to the back and I've been telling <laughs> them about not going back there because I'm not back there so you don't need to go back there <laughs> she going back anyway okay. <laughs> let me see what's positive for me uh, I'm exploring a whole bunch of different new flavors like I you know I went to the I went to the store mm-hmm. and I was like you know what I hadn't tried this brand before let me try this brand. Because I was just buying stuff. You know, I didn't know how long we were going to be in. And look, Sam's Club peanut butter is, is it's, it's delicious. What you get? The, the honey? Is it like honey peanut butter or just regular peanut butter? No, just regular peanut butter. It's, it's you know, the no-stir type peanut butter. Mm-hmm. Which my go-to peanut butter has been Skippy Natural mm-hmm. for years now. But this Sam's Club peanut butter, Members Mark brand... Has defeated Skippy Natural, and it costs six dollars and forty-eight cents for two huge containers. See, that's peanut butter for the year. It is peanut. Well, not what? for me. <laughs> well, oh, okay. I'm going hard on the peanut butter. Peanut I have butter. peanut butter phases, you know. I but I'm. I like the honey peanut butter with honey crisp apples. Just dip it in there. I haven't went to the fruit dipping peanut butter. I've dipped celery. Celery. 
but only when I have celery left over from a, a major meal that I cooked. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I don't just buy celery and be like, I'm gonna this is a peanut butter. Right. You know, yeah, and I don't do that. Yeah, I got celery is one of them gotta be in the mood for. Like I got some celery in the freezer because I bought it because I made some dressing and I just cut it up and froze it, but it's still in the freezer. Yeah. Celery been in the freezer since November. Oh, last year, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thanksgiving dressing. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it's good. Another thing, I tell people that I'm like a, uh, I'm a mix between an introvert and an extrovert. That's what I be saying. But I really think I'm just the introvert. You know, that's conditioned for social exchange. <laughs> like, I'm very comfortable with social exchange because I'm conditioned to be social exchange. But, like, I've been in the house for myself for, like, actually since, like, last Sunday. I went to the store probably three times. Mm -hmm. But I ain't gone to see many clients. And I, I feel fine. <laughs> like, I hadn't even done everything I can do. And I'm okay. I get out, I've been trying to get out when it was really nice, like just to walk around or to go for a run, just to keep myself, to get off the couch. Cause I can lay in the bed all day, lazy to the max. Um, but I've been in the house, haven't left the house since Saturday morning and I'm good. And I realized that too, I was like, I'm an extroverted person. I like to spend time, but also I get in my moods where I'm like watching something or I'm just listening to something and like I get so irritated when people call me or they text me like don't bother me leave me alone did I call you no <laughs> but I did that's very relatable I think I'm an introverted extrovert okay but I'm trying to see how many days I can go and be fine with it, you know. I mean, I've been playing the game. I play online, so I got a group of guys we play. You know, my cousin, my brother, we play. My brother live in California. They on, like, a lockdown right now. They can't leave the house, you know, outside of critical stuff. You know, your friend live in California, too, so you probably been hearing, you know, that. My brother, my brother was so irritated two days ago. He said that the news told them to get out go to the beach, do something to keep from having been cooped up. And he said they went to the beach and then they got home and saw a, a news, you know, the news was reporting that all these people was at the beach. And he was like, we was them people. <laughs> you know, they was being like critical. Yeah, like, but they were being critical and he was like not happy, you know, because he wouldn't have done it if they wouldn't have said to do it. <laughs> right. I Because I was looking at I was like, why are these people at the beach like that? Even the people in Florida, like, they all, I'm like, that's not social distancing. But I think Florida is on some different stuff. I think if they had made it more clear in California, they would have acted right. Mm -hmm. But me, they butt whoop. I guess. Yeah, because. Yes. Oh, okay. Florida, yes. me, they yes. butt whoop. Because what the fuck? Like, all them people that was down there for spring break, and then they're going to come with an article. Students test positive for blow. You think? Do you exactly. think? Exactly. Did you watch the news story? I did. Where, you know, the people that was like, man, if I get the if I get the coronavirus, I get it, man. Yeah, <laughs> it's my twenty first birthday. I'm turning up. <laughs> like what? We from New Orleans, and we had planned this trip, so we're gonna have a good time, girl. Girl, take you know, actually, don't go back home because I think all these people got this shit in Mardi Gras. 
Yeah, that New Orleans, they on lockdown, lockdown. Like after yeah. five o'clock today, they can't they couldn't leave the house. Yeah. You know, because yeah. Um, but you know, you heard about during Mardi Gras, so you know the, the casino collapse, right? I didn't know that. So they were building a new uh hard rock casino hotel and the construction collapsed sometime last year. Well, two bodies are Oh still- yeah, yeah, yeah. I know about that, yeah. Right. And so people are saying, like, you know, New Orleans real mystical. Yeah, voodoo-y. <laughs> yeah. And so they like, the spirits are not happy in the city. And crazy shit has been happening in the city. Like, since that happened and they haven't taken those bodies out. I'm trying to think what happened. They, like, they're bringing, like, tour groups past them. Like, yeah, and if you look this way, you can see a body. I'm like, that's so disrespectful. Um, Like, the native people are saying that's so disrespectful. And I, I'm trying to remember now it escapes me, but like crazy shit has been happening in New Orleans. Okay, during Mardi Gras, those people got ran over by the float. Oh, yeah. That And they were like, that shit never happens. It never happens. And it happened like every major parade. Somebody got died getting hit by a float. Um, yeah. And then they were like some major like New Orleans people have died, like DJ Black and Miles. They said, actually, he had the coronavirus. Um, you know, DJ, if you listen to bouncer music, are you familiar? Mm-mm, not at all. You ever hear a bouncer say, black, biggie, biggie, black, biggie, biggie, black? That's, that's him. He's like the sound of New Orleans, like him. Him and Big mm-hmm. Freedom. Yeah. Um, and then they lost, like, a, a, a historian passed away this morning or yesterday. Um so they were just talking about how people have just been dying right and left and shit has just not been going right in the city. And then for the coronavirus to hit and it's just wild. And they were like, nothing is going to go right until they get those people out of that, out of that building. They're going to, and you know, I guess the uh, culture of the city, they're going to attribute that to, you know, those deaths regardless, you know, it's kind of like when I wake up, and uh, my throat tingling a little bit, I'd be like, oh, Jesus, Corona done got me. It must be day nine. <laughs> last week, I had a sore throat and a headache all last week. So I just knew I was about to die. But, like, then I thought about it because I ran Saturday, and I was like, you know why my throat hurt? Saturday was, like, chilly a little bit and rainy. And I went and ran with, like, shorts on and a bra. And I said, you know what? That's why my throat hurt. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you become hyper aware of your experience when it's something that's you know connected to it so like if i wake up and my chest hurt a little bit or i feel it maybe i just slept weird and my, i woke up and i'm like oh no it's here now you know so, oh this the body aches no you work out girl calm down your voice always you always get hoarse when the seasons change every season every year I, I lose my voice for a couple of days when the seasons change. Yeah. And so, yeah, I was definitely in panic mode. I feel perfectly fine now. But yeah, last, last Tuesday, I was But I think it's, it's, that's that same thing that's going on with New Orleans because those bodies are there and they hyper aware of it. Now they're more hyper aware of when things go on in the city revolving death and health. It's like, oh, it's the spirits now. We done messed up now here in New Orleans. Uh, but you know, speaking of New Orleans on another topic and related to flavors, I 
Bluebell has a king Mardi Gras king cake flavor ice cream. Very oh good. my god, I would never buy that ice cream, but I gotta give a shout out to my boy Leroy Ketchum on the Nerd Plate podcast. Every time we have a gathering, he bring me a new Bluebell ice cream flavor, and he's the only reason that I've tried like a couple of flavors that I never thought to, to buy, and it's amazing! I be on the Bluebell. Okay, that king cake ice cream for Super Bowl, I had the idea. Cinnamon rolls, Cinnamon roll bar. You know how you, uh, you know, the biscuits in the can, you can fry them and put yeah. uh, like little beignets. Yeah. Okay. Imagine that, but with cinnamon rolls in the can, and then you put the, the syrup, and then you put that on while it's hot on top of that king cake ice cream. Because all king cake is is a giant cinnamon roll. Man. See, I yeah. didn't know that. I had no idea what king cake was because the only time I've ever seen a king cake is in Publix, and the Publix king cake looked horrible. It is. Don't eat that. Don't eat that. And I'm like, I don't want that. That don't even look. That look like store cake. Mm -hmm. I don't want it. Yeah. And Next, so, I would rec I would say go down to Mobile or go to New Orleans, somewhere in South Alabama, South Louisiana, get you some king cake. Don't don't eat that. Don't you know, eat. the ice cream made me a believer. The ice cream itself made me say, Publix is wrong. I'm going to try king cake when I get a chance, but not from here. Like I'm gonna get some king cake. Absolutely. The ice cream is hitting. And then my favorite bluebell is that cookie two-step, which is cookies and cream and chocolate chip cookie dough mixed together. Bro. Hmm. I have a new flavor. It's called uh, cookie dough blast or something like that. I have that. That was what I was going to say. That's the newest flavor I tried. Now, for yeah. me, it's cookie dough blast, but it's not enough cookie dough. It's too much vanilla. So I had baked some cookies and then mashed my cookies on when I eat that. So then I have cookies and cream. I don't know. It was something about this situation. And I was like, I don't have enough sweet stuff. And I was like, ice cream. And then Bluebell was on sale at Walgreens. So I was like, you know what? Let me get this butter pecan. And let me get this cookie dough blast. And I already had the Mardi Gras king cake. So I'm like, I'm good. When I open the freeze, I'm like, I can't wait to get to this. You get the pints or the big ones? The big ones. Yeah. The pints the was on First, uh, two for five, and then the big ones went on sale for like five dollars. Yeah, so I had got a big one, and I got that. I got that same flavor, and I was like, I like the cookie doughs that's in it. Well, it was a brownie batter, a peanut butter cookie, and uh, chocolate chip cookie dough. But it's just, it's not enough cookie dough in there. Mm. Like I expected three times the amount of cookie dough versus like regular cookie dough amounts. And vanilla. It was I, I don't know. I was underwhelmed. Hmm. But it tastes okay. good. I'm gonna have to find something creative. I'm probably gonna have to bake some brownies with it. I think that would hit. I made. Uh, you know how you can make cookies from cake box box cake yeah. mix. I did mm -hmm. that from lemon cookies, and I mixed I mixed those lemon cookies in there with that ice cream. Delicious. Oh yeah, that sounds like the move. Some kind of warm cookie with that ice cream thrown on top of it. Mm. So I'm, I'm almost, I got one portion left. I had my second to last portion for lunch dessert. <laughs> this yeah. thing to me, like my food schedule in quarantine, it's like <laughs> breakfast, breakfast dessert, <laughs> snack, lunch, lunch dessert. <laughs> All of the, 
Look, ain't no wrong time for desserts. You know, something yeah. shook me when I used to work at Red Lobster. It was some people that used to come in and order their desserts first mm-hmm. and then order their meal because they love desserts, but they never either never get to them and they already take leftovers home. They said getting desserts first, we just take more leftovers home and we get our desserts. It worked out for everybody. I was like, that's revolutionary. <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing that lately though, because I was like, I know I'm gonna eat a salad, but let me get this ice cream first, and then I can uh, not feel so bad about the fact that I ate this ice cream because I'm also about to eat this salad. Exactly. Your body don't care what order to come in. You know, right. we do that to ourselves psychologically. Right. You gotta rationalize. Exactly. Well, listen, I don't want to take up too much of your time. Uh, and I appreciate you for giving your input. Uh, stay up. Don't let the Rona get you. No, I'm staying in the house. Yeah. And uh, and I might have to catch, catch you on here again soon. Yeah, I'm here. I'm if you're okay with that. I do have things that I should be doing, but I can always make time to progress. Oh, yeah. Well, I appreciate you for installing Skype and everything that you did to, to be a part of the situation. But because of that, I'm going to have to bring you back later. All right. Thank you, ma'am. Talk to you later. All right. Uh, hey, I got some more people with me for this episode. You know, Red had to bow out due to work. So uh, introduce yourselves, fellas. Oh, hey, what's going on, everybody? My name is Cole Jackson. I'm one half of the Governor Podcast. What? And you know you can't get him without getting me, so I'm the other half of the Governor Name Podcast. I go by the name of Shogun. What's happening? Hey, you the man, brother. <laughs> What's up, bro? <laughs> you the man. Hey, man, I'm trying to be like you. Man, you don't want to be in this house. Shh, I'm out. <laughs> hey, everybody enjoying their quarantines. Oh, my God. Hey, real quick before we get started, I just had a question. Anybody else's like, inbox buzzing like right now, just like blowing up? Mind that, cause I'm absolutely I'm posting, not. I'm posting too on IG. I'm I'm thotting it up. And they, I think they bored. They in the house just chilling. They like, hey, big head, how you doing? <laughs> it's your aura. I mean, yeah, where, you got that energy. What yeah. is this energy? Your aura is doing that. I don't, I don't know, but it's that good job energy. There you go, good vibes <laughs> only. Thank you, Mister On Point, for inviting us over to your house, man. Yeah, Yeah, man, we got to do something to keep ourselves entertained while we try to stay away from this Rona. Hey, you know, say what? That Rona, she out there. She is, man. and She ain't playing. Uh, The essence of this episode is, you know, just to have a conversation uh, and it's going to be about whatever is on y'all's minds. So whatever y'all want to talk about, under the natural instinct is talk about the coronavirus and how it's impacting everybody. But if you need to get away from that or talk about something different, then let's just do it. What's on y'all minds? Hey, real quick. I I want to bring this up for real. This is <laughs> Twitter is crazy. Like Twitter is the influx of the craziness on Twitter during this coronavirus is um it, it's out of con well, I ain't gonna say out of control, but people just don't give a fuck no more. It's bored. Like, people are like, hey, here's my titties. <laughs> I got nothing else better to do. Hey, I'm gonna. I gotta. I gotta get some. Please, just come over. It's it's wild. I think. I think my biggest thing right now, man, is um, since I'm at home, I'm at home all the time now. 
I'm, I'm on social media like a lot and just seeing like one how bored people can be at what they do when they're bored and <laughs> two the creativeness of, of people actually trying to do positive things as far as like holding concerts and and doing stuff like man that's i think that's that's pretty dope man i, I like i like that that's really cool to me i don't know if y'all checked out any of this stuff yet or not but no i don't follow anybody significant on instagram in terms of artists and celebrities and whatnot so like i only know that this stuff was going on through facebook posts and it's normally too late so i'm going to try to like catch some of these shows and stuff going on uh because I want to see, you know, kind of what let live music sound like. Because I don't really go to shows like that. Right. Mm. What? I went. I went to see Boz. It was my first show and last show at wow. Zydeco. Oh wow, you was packed in there. Mm-hmm. So uh, I heard D Smoke did a live show, and apparently Beyonce jumped in, or like jumped in the the, the chat. Anybody else hear about that? I don't mm. know. Did she fall asleep? You do not fool with these smoke, dude. Man, it's he boring. was good on Netflix, but he kind of boring. His album is boring. He is boring. It's like somebody took the juice out of Kendrick Lamar and and, and you got D smoke. I'm oh, sorry. No, he, he is definitely great value, Kendrick Lamar. That nigga is Family Dollar. <laughs> Whatever Family Dollar <laughs> brand. <laughs> He ain't even got a brand. They just put Kendrick Lamar wannabe on it. He got a white box. <laughs> he needs to say Kendrick Lamar. <laughs> Kendrick like, Lamar substitute. I like his image. I like his message. I like what he try to do, but his content just ain't holding me. Hmm. Nah, it's yeah. not either. I like a couple of songs on the album, like like them, like them, like I'll go back and listen to them. But I mean, I guess you're right. It's not like. I didn't add his playlist to my Spotify, you know, because every time I listen to an album and it's like I'm a fool with it, I add it as a playlist. And I ain't add here, so, you know, that for me is one enough. You know, it didn't have the same zest as that, you know, as he did on the show for me. Yeah, on the show, everything he did was magical. I was like, yo, this guy's the next one. And then now on his own, I'm just like, mm, all right, my nigga. I think that had had a lot to do with like everybody else there and him kind of being like quiet. Like he was really the quiet dude that was like really good. You know what I'm saying? Like it was like, oh man, like he just a dude that just liked the rap and he was just like, I like the rap, I'm creative and I can speak another language. So <laughs> I mean, for real, cuz like a lot of the other people on the show Really had like a lot of personality, and like he low key really didn't have a good personality on the show either. He just but, rap good, but that was part of his mystique, though. He was like, "Look, I'm gonna be quiet because I'm gonna show out." And then when he showed up, he was just killing everything out there. Like the way uh, Mr. On Point said it when he introduced him to me, it was like he's the most polished out of the group, and so you could just tell that he was ready to be the next superstar. And then now he just, I don't know, he's squandering well, he, it. He Kawhi Leonard then. <laughs> yeah, he even got to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, nah, this is it's kind of cool what they're doing. You, you see how people evolve with the times. Like, this is the new normal. They talking about we're going to be trapped inside the house for, like, months. Yeah, that's that seems to be the, 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 the thing, man. So, 
I've been I've been listening to Spotify, man. I listened to Jay Z whole catalog while I was at work today. Yo, I <laughs> honestly I went back and listened to uh, what's the one that Dr. Dre did? Like he did some songs. It wasn't his best album. A lot of people said it was pretty hard. Nah, nah, nah. Dang. Um, and the red cover had Kingdom Come on it. Oh, Kingdom Come. That's the name of the album. Oh, Kingdom- yeah, I listened to that and like I hate that in album. retrospect. He was actually talking that Jay Z shit. Mm. Like all the stuff he was saying on there kind of came true. Mm. I don't know. Should go back and listen to it. Yeah. Um. So, Mister On Point, is there anything that you've been, as far as like music wise, you've been? What have you been doing during during uh, Corona Gate times? Yeah, <laughs> Cor- Corona Gate twenty twenty. Corona Gate 2020. Let's see. I've been playing the game. Mm. Uh, you know, I fool with Apex Legends. That Call of Duty Warzone is my jam. Warzone is serious. I actually feel like I'm good at it. And, you know, there's a lot of games that I'm not good at, but like I'm I'm killing folks on this one. So I can <laughs> I can play it. I can fool with it. Right. Uh I've also been watching TV shows. Um, I actually watched all of All American. Oh, you wow. killed that? It's like three seasons, right? Yes. You killed all three seasons? It's not three seasons. People thought it was a third season, but it was just the second half of season two that got released. It had oh, a mid-season okay. break. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, shit. so all of season one, all of season two killed that. Pretty good show. The, the uh, yeah. main actor is really good to be British. Oh, wow. I didn't know he me all the way off. Yes. <laughs> when I heard him talk, you know... You get that when I first heard house talk in their native, you know, <laughs> accent or uh, <laughs> or uh, it is Corona, yeah, it is Elba. I'm gonna say the Corona Black. Wow. Um, it is Elba. It's a bad time to be saying some Corona <laughs> shit. <laughs> Him, he, I was like, what? And it's the same thing for this dude. Mm. But I, uh, I started watching um, Altered Carbon. Yeah, which, I finished. I finished the first season. Listen, the the promo threw me off, man. The promo was creepy. It had like a human in a bag with jail or something in it, and I was like, yeah, "I ain't watching like, that." It looked like uh, Matrix, like how the Matrix was how they was doing yeah. it, like that. I had no idea it was just gonna be a, a sci-fi action flick. <laughs> and, and the violence is ultra violent, very. Oh my very. god! But I I like that. Oh. Uh, Outside of that, nothing they'll find trying to find new TV shows to watch. I, I watched a new show called um I'm not okay with this. It's a Netflix show about this teenage girl who's starting to get powers. I think they're trying to capitalize on everybody's like for uh eleven and stranger things. So mm-hmm. they just got a teenage girl with like telepathic powers that she can't control. Um but I like I like that. It was cool. I'll watch the next season that come out or whatever. But just trying to find new things to watch, playing games, about to play new games. I think I'm going to start back streaming in this moment uh, with some new PC games that I downloaded to stream. But outside of that, that's that's all I've been doing, man. Trying to stay away from humans. I heard that. Y'all are liabilities. (laughs) Damn. (laughs) Oh, Jackson, what you been doing in these corona times? Oh, man. Working, bro. Like I said, I work from home now. Like, everything's at home. And it's like, it sucks. I hate it. I don't enjoy it at all. I don't like it's not like I got the freedom to be able to go out and 
and just leave when I feel like leaving. Like I, I, I finished, I finished work a little bit later than normal. I was like, I might as well. And then when I thought about it, I was like, damn, I need to go to the store. But it's like now it's like seven o'clock, and I'm like, shit. Like by the time I get there, they'll be closing. So it's like you have to be more conscious of what you're doing now. Because mm. I could have easily, I mean, I, I, I work a regular nine to five job. I get, I literally get off at five o'clock. So all I had to do really do was, you know what I'm saying, get up, you know, shut down and and go. But, you know, I'm trying to, I'm just, I'm trying to make, I'm making money. I'm just gonna stack my paper right now. Stack that so, cheese. So I was sitting up there, you know, just staying a little bit later, you know, staying on later on and trying to, um, you know, just get some extra money and and forgot completely, just lost my lost my train of thought and looked at the time and I was like, oh shit, it's seven o'clock. I'm in. <laughs> I can't go nowhere. You know what I'm saying? Going to the grocery store for minute minor things is actually a, a nice little adventure now. So. <laughs> you got to suit up to go out for supplies. I ain't even suiting up. It's just the fact that I can just kind of I can leave and just get out of my house. But you know, I like I said, I stayed at work too long, or I worked too long, and then by that time, I was like, I might as well forget it. I got everything is closed. So um, I sat there and kind of felt dumb. <laughs> And, um, you know, that's it, man. Like, I, like, like, I don't like this. <laughs> everything is right. I just get up, walk around my house, walk my dog. And then, you know, every now and again, kind of dip out to the store or to the gas station or something like that. Wow. So I don't know, man. I'm, I'm, I've been, uh, I've actually been trying to watch, you know, shows and stuff like that. Like finished, uh, finished up love is blind, which I completely love that show. Um, Really? I actually, yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, I like reality shows, man. Um, been watching a lot of Pluto. Pluto has, uh, Pluto's like a free app that ha- it's basically basic cable <laughs> with commercials. So I've been watching a lot of Pluto. They have a lot of good channels on there and stuff like that too. So I've just been doing stuff like that and listening to music. You know what I'm saying? Listen to the uh, J Electronica album again and confirm that it is trash. So, <laughs> so on Pitchfork. They put him as the best new album. So, you know, I was listening to y'all episode, y'all talking about that. And so I was trying to figure out what is the difference between what they see in and what you see in. Like, what what do you think? Why do you think someone would perceive that as a good album? I think they probably understand what he's rapping about. Like, that's that's got to be it. I mean, like, he might be saying some amazing things, but... To the layman person like myself, I don't understand the references and I don't understand the stories that he's saying. Like the lyrics just got lost on me. And and then when I break it down and I use a dictionary to try to figure out what he's talking about. But a lot of the shit just wasn't impressive. Mm. Like son- sonically sounding the this beats and stuff are just like mediocre. And then the flows, I didn't hear any catchphrases that I was like, oh, shit, I'm going to repeat that. I didn't hear any, like, dope sayings. Like, he's, he, he rhymed Anunnaki. Like, for people like me who are YouTube conspiracy theorists, like, you know what that is. And that's cool. It, it, it'll spark your mind just a little bit. But what is he saying? He's an alien? Like, I, I don't know. I just got lost in the lyrics. I got you. Um, what about you, Cole Jackson? Pitchfork is one of those uh, hip hop sites that's not. It's not. I, it's more of a music site, not a hip hop site. Head site, which it shouldn't matter, but um, you know they have a lot of like 
their views are are a little out there sometimes on on certain music. But uh, for me, I'm I'm kind of on the side of Shogun. Like I don't know what you're talking about. I have no idea what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? Like it, I think. <laughs> Here's my little conspiracy theory, theory on this, too. I think Jay-Z was the buffer. I think Jay-Z was, like, the dude. I think he was there to kind of say, all right, y'all, like, for people who want to understand some shit, let me just do my raps, and then I'm going to let I'm gonna let Jay Electronica do his, his shit. His, Should that even... I'm sorry to jump in, but that shouldn't be the way it is on your album. Like, your first album, you got Jay-Z, and you got to have somebody to hold your hand. Like get the fuck out of here! I think what do that, you want to say as a rapper? I think Jay Electronica, I I really feel like he just wanted to live off that legend of Exhibit C. I don't think he wanted to put an album out. He clearly doesn't want to rap. Like I I don't know. I Your think first he, album to only have ten songs and half of it's Jay Z. Come on, bro, you can do better than that. I I really feel like this dude. <laughs> Didn't want to put an album out. He's like, I'm living off of this Exhibit C freestyle forever. I am a legend to a lot of people. And I don't need an album. He, I'm pretty sure he was like, I don't need an album. What do I need to put an album out for? I mean, I'm he's smashing it. a Rothschild. He definitely don't need an album. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm pretty sure this was just one of them things where Jay was like, hey, bro, you know you're on the roster, right? And he was like, word? <laughs> oh, yeah, I am signing y'all. He's like, you got to put something out, man. J. Cole out here killing this shit. You're using them here eating chips. Can't do that. <laughs> we got we to gotta have you put an album out, bro. You got to do just eat chips, bro. Yeah, let you me, can't expect to eat chips. Let me ask you this, Mr. On Point. What did they say that they enjoyed about the album? I can't remember. <laughs> That's kind of how it was when I listened to the <laughs> album. <laughs> <laughs> okay, have hold on. Have you listened no. to it? I no, I I listen to Childish. I listen to Childish Gambino, but that I fell asleep. Childish, oh, that new Childish Gambino is good, and it's on streaming services. It's it's good, man. I fell asleep like, and I woke up to a song that was live, and I was like, I don't even want to start this song over. I want to listen to it from the beginning to the end again, and I just haven't sat down and done it yet. I hear that Childish Gambino is an experience. His rollout was was amazing. That was that was kind of cool. He just randomly dropped the album and streamed it on his website. For I forgot how many, how long he streamed it for. I don't know if it was twenty four hours or not, but he just streamed it and just let it play. And I was like, "Yo, that's that's actually kind of cool." But he does cool shit. Getting back to this uh, Jay Electronica, I don't want people to take my experience with that album as like gospel. Like it might be the greatest piece of you know hip hop out there. I just didn't understand what he's saying. Like I really lean heavily. On uh on on lyrics, and his monotone flow was just not inspiring. It sounded like he was reading in some of these verses. Like I just I got bored with it, and it didn't sound like exciting. Mm, there's a few songs on there, man, that I like. Um, but this it says the album of written testimony has finally materialized. It is a mystical, distinctive work that nearly lives up to all the lore surrounding the rapper. First and foremost, it's a prayerful offering that expresses the many spiritual and communal virtues he's internalized. But it's also a record about the scrutiny of an insatiable public, one that leans on higher powers amid self-doubt. Insatiable public, get out of here. 
So it sounds like he's spiritual, he's religious, and he talks shit about the public that been talking shit about him not having something out. That's the old that's the old Eminem trick. This yourself for other people, this you. Well, I guess, yeah, you're right. But this dude had 10 years to produce 10 tracks, my nigga. Get the f get out of here. (laughs) You know what? I feel like so you say Jay-Z is a buffer. If if the album is what y'all you're not y'all going how y'all say it is, he probably keep putting out tracks that the people that should be producing his albums don't understand. And they like, we can't look, we can't rock with that. Nobody know what you're talking about, bruh. And it just got to a point where it's like, listen, we just gotta we gotta accept the fact that he gonna put out some shit don't nobody understand, and we gonna throw Jay-Z on this shit. Nah, man, look, if you go go he when he on control, he was on the control song. Huh? When he on control? Oh, wait, he no. yeah, I think he was on What's control. He? Oh yeah, he was on control, yeah. So was and that wasn't that, that wasn't whack or terrible. Like he two things that he that I know of that he has that exhibit C and control. Both of those that ain't this. <laughs> That's not this at all. Like <laughs> I don't nah, know where this came so from. So what you're saying is he's capable of it. Almost definitely. This, he's this he's ain't cap- it. He's capable of a lot more. And I think that's where my my miss. That's where I'm coming from. Like I, I've heard better, and I don't understand if he's been in the studio for ten years, and half of these songs have been out before. Like these are old songs that he repackaged and put back on the album. If he's had ten years to produce this album, what happened? Like there is a story here, and I don't feel like we're getting this whole story because he's trying to be like the new Nas. Like I'm just gonna hide from hip hop until I release something, and then y'all just gonna love it. Unfortunately, hip hop changes, you know, styles changes, flows changes, and it's cool. Like people like myself, we still like that old school hip hop. Griselda is a thing. Griselda's doing what I feel like Jay Electronica is trying to do way better. And when it comes to his album, I just I get the being pro black. I get the being like a Muslim and being woke and rapping about where you're coming from and how we struggling. But you're not saying nothing. Like you can you can mention these things, but you, if you're not putting it in a way of having some substance and where it's connecting, like the way I said it on my podcast was you have to relate to people in music. If your music is not relatable, people are not going to feel you. And I'm not feeling them. So sorry, but man. a lot of people, a lot of people went with that album off the strength of the name. And that was it. And what? that that was the buy in right there because his name, his name and Jay-Z name were on this album. And and people got the buy in, and you know, I think that's, I think that sucks <laughs> because I didn't get what I thought I was gonna get either, man. Like I was like, this is gonna be fire, and it was it was not, it was not fire to me. And I don't want to make it seem like I was hyped up for this dude because I wasn't checking for J Electronica. Like I was perfectly I was fine. <laughs> I was fine with him not coming out with an album, but when he finally came out with it, of course I'm gonna listen. He's got Jay-Z, one of the greatest rappers out there on your album. And then when you listen to Jay-Z, Jay-Z sounds confident. Jay-Z's got a flow. He's got a he's got something he's actually saying. But when Jay Electronica's rapping, he's like monotone. And then he's doing all his like pro-black stuff, which is cool, but it's just not connecting with me. And so, like I said when at the beginning, it might be a great album. I just don't understand it. Mm. I gotcha. Mr. On Point, let me ask you a question. What's up? 
since uh, we've gotten to, I'm, I'm going to try to move away from this because we're going to make this a music podcast. Yeah, right? I know, right? <laughs> have you, during these corona times, uh, have you found yourself reaching out to people, checking on them? Have you found yourself kind of thinking about some some people that that you're cool with and making sure they're straight? Or what 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 have you what are your feelings about um, your friendships? Uh, yeah, pretty much checking on my family. You know, my daddy's recovering from bladder cancer, so his immune system is uh recovering from the treatments from it, so his immune system is compromised. Mm. Uh, my grandma is sick. You know. Uh, she said, you know, she's saying it's allergies, you know, which you don't, well, I don't know, you know, just when you talk to people and hear them sounding weird, these days it's like, oh, Jesus, no, the Rona got my granny and she's in the vulnerable population, no, Jesus, help. You know, you don't know what it is, you know, uh, but everybody's good. My mama is overly paranoid, you know, she got gloves on and masks at work. She want to quit her job because she don't feel like they're putting up enough precautions to keep them safe. You know, but my mama is deeply religious, so she said that the Holy Ghost told her not to quit, so she's gonna stay. Um, despite that, uh, texting some of my friends that I don't get to talk to often, you know, just you know, checking on everybody. Yeah, I've been checking on people, but you know, I'm a therapist, so mostly trying to figure out what my clients want to do because you know, mental health professional, I go see people, you know, the insurance companies have been, you know. Uh, gracious enough to, <laughs> you know, allow us to do teletherapy with them, which means we can do video counseling with them, you know, but it's not the same, but it's something, you know, so checking on as many people as I can. Hmm. Interesting. You was going to say something, Shogun. Uh, well, I was thinking from the mental health aspect, uh, with people being cooped up in the house all the time, you think they're going to start using those uh, call-in services where you can call and talk to a therapist? Like, you I feel don't like, know. You feel like know. marriages might be tested since the husband and the wife is home more. <laughs> like, they're going to be drinking and fighting and fucking. I got to look at this nigga every day. Yeah, like, I, I feel like we might be seeing, like, either a surge of divorces or a surge of babies. Well, you know, all of that probably. You know, summertime is different. A lot of kids go to school trying to get away from a toxic environment that they can't control. And so now you got those kids at home who they either going to extremely isolate themselves, which is good for the coronavirus. But, you know, kids need social engagement at this point or they're going to be put in situations where they get into conflict with their families. And, you know, in the summertime, we get referrals from uh, child services. In the summertime, they can spike real high because these kids are at home with parents that are, you know, wilding, you know, or they can go down because, you know, school is also usually that stressor that creates these situations that kids usually get into with their parents for, you know. Right. So right now it's a toss up. And yes, marriages, too. Sometimes a woman can't wait till their husband be gone from eight to five. So they can do what they need to do because a lot of times tending to that man is a lot of work, and it's much easier to do that for four hours than to do it for fourteen. <laughs> hey, <laughs> you know man. what I'm saying? I, I gotta say, men get tired of women too. Like 
there be a lot of men bashing on this podcast, dog. I know you be trying to stay to <laughs> stay woke for brothers, but my nigga, like, it's some it's some funky ass ladies out here too. I almost, right. almost said something else, but I'm gonna respect the house that I'm in. But I, I just gotta stand up and say, like, bro, it's some it's some terrible women out here too, bro. Y'all be killing niggas over some bullshit, but, but like, come on, man. This yeah, is we, the thing. It gotta be it gotta be a little bit of balance, bro. I gotta agree with Shogun. It gotta be a little bit of balance now. It <laughs> this is, is the thing. It's the low down, dirty zombie. Yeah, be like niggas be doing all kinds of shit, but I be like, come on, how y'all think the motherfucker got to that point? Mm. This is so the way that I look at it <laughs> is that some some of it goes without saying. You know what I'm saying? When we're talking about racial situations, when you know black folks is talking about, you know how white folks be fucking up. You know, yeah, white folks can say, well, y'all fuck up in those areas too. But the reality is, y'all done had a pretty good run. And when it comes to men versus women, men done had a pretty good run. You know, I mean, it goes without saying that women be fucking up too. But with the run that men have had, I think men could take a little criticism. And with the run that white people done had, I think white people could take a little criticism. You know, without, you know, trying to say, but what about, <laughs> you know, but y'all too, you know, so from my perspective, I'm a man, I still have a pretty, I'm a part of a group that have a pretty good run when it comes to women. So I'm going to focus my dialogue on what I can do to balance out what that run was for us to what their experiences is now, you know, and, you know, I don't have a problem with calling out women, but I'm a man. I don't have a woman experience. All I can talk about is how we fuck up and how we can do better. And I feel like when I'm going hard on men is because that's from where my experience come from. You know, just like a white person can't, they can't speak about the black experience. And so I look at women as an oppressed group and I'm a part of the group that has oppressed them, even though it ain't, I didn't do it, you know, but I don't accept white people saying I wasn't a slave master when I having this conversation with them. So I can't say that if, I'm having a conversation about women from a man's vantage point. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, so when I, I talk about women, that's where I'm looking at it from. They oppressed and I'm a part of the problem. I need to be a part of fixing that. I feel you on that, but it's just be like every episode is like the dude and did something wrong again. Like, here you go. Nah, I'm just, I'm just fucking with you, but <laughs> no, no, no. I, I just I mean, balance that shit out sometimes. Like, I that, mean, damn, I want, I want to hear a story about. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> no, fuck <not> that. Tag <laughs> in real quick. Yeah, ask him about fucking I'm, Young Bird. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let me. Have you heard of the Young Bird about the Young Bird story? No. Okay. So Young Bird, aka Hitmaker, he he made he's producer now. Um, he was with a young lady who was uh, with him at his home. Uh, Youngberg was a famous rapper, and like he just said, he is now a producer. So he has a lot of money. He's a celebrity, and he lives in California, I believe. Yeah, he lives in California. He lives in L.A. Now, before you finish this, I need to interject because if I recall, the last situation we had on the show about the dude not going to his daughter's birthday party with the lady, I put no accountability on him. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> you know no. Yeah, you right. I put that on the mama of the child. And we put that on the the new wife being a problem in terms of however she communicated that got her kicked out of this situation. So 
we pretty we pretty much gave the dude a pass on that one. So I, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. That's I'm a, just that's, saying. That's a, that's a, that's a situation right there. I feel We're you. fair on that one. Yes, sir. Okay. I can't so, I can't name any of the times that I can recall, but I I just be listening. I be like, look, man, hold on. Look, I already know I go hard on dudes. Yeah. It's a part of who I am. You know what I'm saying? So that's like. I understand that's what it's going to be perceived as. And like when I go to new places, the men don't fool with me because I go hard on men. <laughs> but like, so no, seriously, no, seriously. Like when I went to the radio, you know, when I went there is, it's a couple of dudes there. I just really don't, they didn't like my dialogue. I was like, <laughs> Hey, men responsibility. Hey, men accountability. Because every time I walk into a room with three men, Two of them is already on that side. Like, mm -hmm. I feel like I need to counterbalance. When I walk in the room with y'all, I'm far over here on the spectrum with y'all as it comes to that dialogue. If I walk into any room, I'm likely going to be the extremist when it comes to trying to hold men accountable. I feel like that's just my role. Yeah, but I think women women have a women should be accountable for some things that I, I understand the oppression part and I get that. But there are some women out there who need to be held, held accountable for their actions as well. We're not the only motherfuckers fucking up out here. I, I'm just going <laughs> to say that right now. Look, I'm saying. No, I'm, I'm not coming hard. Wait, hold Hey, man, on. we sis do <laughs> I ain't coming hard on you like that because I, I, we, we've been friends for, for a little while now. I, I get it. But what I'm saying is there are women who are out here who need to be held accountable for their actions as well. They do fuck shit. There are fuck girls out here as well. We, I know it's a ton of fuck boys out here, but it's a nice little pocket of fuck women or fuck girls out here as well. You know what I'm saying? But I, I don't want y'all to perceive me as I don't want y'all to perceive my dialogue as, you know, indicating that fuck women don't exist. I know fuck women exist. I just choose to focus my dialogue on fuck men that exist. You know, I don't want the fact that I focus on it a lot to seem like I don't make women take accountability. One, it's a lot of women that have those women take accountability. But 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 what I ask y'all is, so when having this conversation with white people, is it just as okay for white people in that dialogue about blackness to start holding us accountable in that conversation? Like, is it okay for white people to say, well, black on black crime? Well, y'all fatherless. You know, single mother rates, abuse. Is it okay for white people to have that same energy as black people have having that conversation with ourselves? Am I, I I, oh. Go ahead. You can answer first. Oh, am I smart enough to go have a back and forth with this person about what they're... I, I feel like if I'm smart enough to go back and forth with this person in, in that conversation, then yeah, you, you can throw what you want to at me. But I'm going to most definitely counter whatever you're saying. We're going to have a... It's going to be a dialogue about it. Is it fair? I mean, shit. We got black people who do it to us. We do it to ourselves sometimes. I mean, it's right for us to do it to ourselves, but not right for white people to do it. I'm trying to understand. You know what I'm saying? I guess I I don't that's what I'm saying. What I'm saying is how do we find balance in that? You know, at what point at what point do y'all hold men accountable? Because like I hate to be in a situation where because with those two dudes at the radio i feel like because i feel like they are a part of the competition between men and women i feel like they're taking up for men constantly 
because women be going hard at men. You know what I'm saying? Right. And it's hard to determine when you always team a man and you always team man. It's really sometimes feel like you're enabling men to continue having these behaviors. And it's hard for me to tell who's enabling men because they don't like that people like me and women go hard at men versus where do you find that balance at? You know what I'm saying? Like, when do y'all find y'all selves being critical of men? Okay. You know? I, if I can chime in for just a second. I think going back to, to the white dude and the racist white people or non-racist white people talking about black issues, I feel like if I'm having a dialogue like we're having right now, I have to be receptive to information coming in and going out. So if if they're making a valid point, like black on black crime exists, okay, that's cool. They should also be able to understand that there's factors that cause people to do this black on black crime. I mean, you say it all the time on the show. You're gonna kill people who who next to you because you know opportunities and and prop, uh, lack of opportunity. But when it comes to man versus woman, I'm not saying that I always side with the man. I listen to the situation and I go off of what I think is right at the moment. It just seems like the majority of this <laughs> has been on on the man side, the man fault, which I understand. Like you said, you're trying to show balance. You're trying to be more balanced. But I, I don't I don't want to be pigeonholed to have to have an ideal or an understanding of something just because it's black and white. Like, you know me, I'm super open-minded about a lot of things. Like, some days I'm going to sound like I'm a Republican, but that's just how I'm feeling that day because I'm, I'm looking at the situation and this is how I'm coming off. Other days I'm going to be like, yo, I need my people to get right, so I need some, like, help. But <sighs> I hold men accountable when they do fuck shit. So if, if, I, if my homeboy was married and he's out here cheating on his wife, I'm going to be like, dog, you wrong about that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and you can ask Cole, I'll say some shit like that. You know, I'm 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 pretty blunt when it comes to talking. Yeah. And but, I, I oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, and, I, I, and, and again, uh, I think a lot of the things that 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 I look at now uh, is is because of you and, and Red. I, I, I think I, I am more. <laughs> I am more of the hold men accountable type things as well. I'm not, I don't go super hard on it like that, but you know what I'm saying? If you're doing some fuck shit, hey, you're doing some fuck shit, bro. Like, you need to chill. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I see where you're coming from, and I, I notice things a lot differently now. You know what I'm saying? I see things yeah. in, a, in a different type, type of light. So I feel you, man. I'm just saying sometimes, bro. <laughs> well, sometimes. another thing I look at, another thing I look at is, so... When it comes to when a man does some fuck shit or a woman does some fuck shit, how does the oppressive system that we live under play into that, right? So if we're talking about white and black issues, if a white person comes to me and says, hey, black on black crime, but they don't understand that them redlining and them being able to live on this side of the train tracks because the real estate agents will only take them to that side, and my ancestors living on this side, which is the, you know, side that has less opportunities. How does your view of that and the actions that you took impact that? So when I'm 
interpreting from a man's perspective. I'm a man. I know man. I done seen man fuck shit. I understand man fuck shit. I don't necessarily understand that with women. I understand the privileges that have been afforded by men. So a lot of the time, so if a man cheats because a woman did something wild, you know what I'm saying? A woman doing the same thing would be treated differently. She'd be treated horribly versus a man in that same situation. You know, so it's like... Uh, I, I disagree with that. Like, how do you disagree? Like, men are, over time have been able to cheat and have families on the other side of town. And I know that. Women have been and able to do that. I, I, I feel you. Wait, wait. Who they cheating with then? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm saying, like, I'm saying traditionally, like, the 80s, 90s, and now, up to now, is really, like, when women started to have the level of independence that allowed them to do that. So if we move back from the 70s, you know, it's the same thing as women being called hoes when they have sex with multiple people, but men get the little nudges when they have sex with like that same system exists. I mean, you know, I, the I side feel chick you. system. You know I what I'm saying? I feel you on that, and I I understand that, but that's something that we can't change. But I'm saying men are held accountable, like real men, not fuck boys or uh, little boys out here. Men are held accountable when they do some some wild shit, and they tell their homeboys about it, and then their homeboys be like man come on bro you shouldn't be doing shit like that like the kind of the kind of dudes that i hang out with we all hold each other accountable for especially if you're doing some fuck shit but i don't know maybe that's not your experience that i mean most of what i understand about kids come from the kids that i work with you know about people come from the kids that i work with and trying to understand where they get these lessons from is 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 widespread bullshit, you know, because one society is teaching a lot of the young kids now, like music and all this, like side chick t- uh, tweets and IGs and all this stuff is teaching kids that that's okay. So these young black boys are okay with maybe choosing one girl to to invest in, but then having other girls that they have side ventures with. Yeah, you know? but uh, on point, I'll. I mean, just to kind of play devil's advocate on that, a lot of women are promoting being the side chick. Right. You get what I'm saying? Like, I feel where you're coming from, but at the end of the day, and I'm not saying that it's right, or I'm not saying, I'm just saying, I know shit comes from from men, but there are women out here who are cool with being the side chick, who rather be the side chick, who rather just be like, let him stay with his woman as long as I'm getting... X, Y, and Z, as long as I'm getting flued out, as long as these bills are getting paid, as long as he's doing that kind I got a cousin that's like that. <laughs> I got a cousin that's like, I'm cool with being the side chick. I'm good. He has his his wife at home. She can, whatever the fuck they doing is cool. As long as I'm taken care of and I'm getting whatever attention I need to get and whatever money I need to get, then it's fine. You get what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's, it's coming from both sides. Might be a- I see that as I see that as maladaptive adjusting. I see that as the reason that somebody has fully embraced that role is because that role exists. Now, as individuals, do y'all believe that men should have a side chick? No. But no, I feel but- like at the same time, you should be dating around. But when you married, like you made a vow to that person, like, bro, your fun days is over. Like, so, you got to commit. Yeah, but mistresses have been here for since the test of time. Well, <laughs> but do you believe that men should have mistresses? I no, said from no. your own relationship perspective. No, no. Uh-uh. When I'm when I'm with somebody, I'm with that person. I'm with that person. Unless we have a conversation about going into uh, an open relationship 
if we believe in being traditional about it, then that's what we're going to do. Now, if we want to step outside of that box, that's a conversation we got to sit at the kitchen table to have. But you so get- y'all, neither one of y'all believe that a man, once he's committed, and this is y'all's belief, once y'all are committed, y'all don't believe that you should desire or choose to step outside of your relationship. No. <laughs> wait, this, wait, when you say desire, are you saying like, I can't, you're saying I shouldn't be looking at no woman and be like, man. No, yeah, no, no, I'm saying my- you. Like if you do, that, if you do look at women, is that temptation creeping out? But you shouldn't. Ideally, you shouldn't want to desire that. You should want to be with the person that you're with. If in you're in a relationship, ways, you gotta in, honor that relationship. And like, all the ways that matter when you're in a relationship with somebody, you should want to be with that person and do everything with that person. Right. And if you don't want to, you've chose chosen it at least. Right. Okay. So, as men. When y'all commit to that relationship, y'all choose not to do that, right? Choose not to do what? Y'all choose not to step out of that relationship. Right, yeah. yeah. You know, now that doesn't doesn't mean that there ain't women out there that will step out with you if you choose to step out, right? Most definitely. Most women are trying to go for the guy who's stable. And that's usually going to be the guy who has, you know, a marriage and a household. Okay, so the onus of not stepping out is on you because women existing and women being willing to be flued out and being willing to be paid their existence doesn't make you make that decision that's something you have to choose to do yeah right? but you know a salesman is going to sell you anything they can they got different tricks and you know but, but, but i'm saying strategy. but but if you're telling me that you believe in relationships in this traditional way right. and the and you don't want to step out because you've decided to be with this person Right. It don't matter what kind of tricks they got. If you choose not to do it, then you won't do it. Or you're saying that those tricks, you you can get took by them magic tricks every now and then. So yeah, you but, ever seen the movie, I Think I Love My Wife? It was written and directed I by... I know what you're talking about. It's Chris, Chris Rock. And- All right. It's, it's about how a man can be bored in a marriage. He has the perfect ideal woman, the best thing at home, kids, the white picket fence. But then this new energy comes in there. It's something that's alluring to him. He's looking at it. It's young and vibrant. But he's like, nah, I love my wife. But that temptation is always there. Men are going to be challenged. Women are going to be challenged. But you got to understand that the risk is not worth it. And I think a lot of dudes know that. But at the same time, you you keep getting shit thrown at you. Eventually, it's going to hit you. But. Let me say this, though, too, and I feel you where you're coming from, but I think we're at a time now where I think a lot of people where you can, I think you can kind of sit down and have a conversation with your significant other and just kind of be like, look, I really feel like I want to have something where all of us can be, you know what I'm saying? Let's do something. Red I mean, ain't going for that. Well, man, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> look, it's a lot of women that ain't going for that, you know well, what I'm saying? Exactly. But I think that if you have that com, I think that pe- women are a little bit more open minded to having at least having the conversation. I think a woman would respect you a lot more if you came to her and said, "Yo, I, you know, I love what we have. I love this. This is great. But I, uh, what do you think about us having something open?" I'm gonna be honest with you, bro. The the women that I've dealt with will have my shit packed up and waiting for my ass when I came home. That I mean. I, I mean, I, like I said before, I think it's just one of them things where sometimes it just take a conversation and just saying, I mean, that's how I'm looking at it. You know what I'm saying? Well, like, I don't know what's man. wrong with having a conversation with, with somebody about doing something like that. If you're feeling that strong about stepping outside, 
hey, what do you think about us doing something open? And you never know what you might get from that. I mean, a part of that is if you come to find in your relationship that you want to step out, then maybe what you need from that relationship isn't being granted. Maybe you need, like, at the point when you're in the relationship and you start to make them decisions, maybe, like, you should assess what's going on in your relationship that make you feel that way. Um, so a conversation is definitely need to be had. So even if, so what you're saying is even if you feel like stepping out as a man, it's not something that you do behind this other person's back. It's something that you have an open conversation about to see how that person feel because you still dedicated yourself to that person. And to me, that means honesty. And honesty means having that conversation, even if you feel like stepping out, not just stepping out because you want to get what you want in secret. Am I right? Right. And then, but at the same time, that person on the other end might want to do the same thing. You don't know until you have the talk with them about this. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, yo, yeah. this but, is feeling, you know, and this is it. But where I was trying to go with this line of questioning is, you know, y'all are two stand up dudes. And y'all have, you know, y'all have communicated y'all's traditional values as far as relationships. And y'all have expressed y'all's, you know, desire to stay with that person and not step out, you know. So all I'm trying to get to is if you're a man that don't want to step out, you don't have to step out. It don't matter how many Instagram thoughts exist. It don't matter how many women in Walmart come up to you that try to holler at you. The only time you ever participate in that lifestyle is if you choose to do so. Even if temptation is a part of it, you still make the decision to do it. So at the end of the day, even if the choice is hard, it's still a choice that you make. You know what I'm saying? And so if men weren't making that choice, if men weren't tricking because they got it, if men weren't giving money out to women because they can have a side chick and they would choose to make that decision. If men didn't do that, that's this, that position would cease to exist. That position would no longer be there because at the end of the day, just like, like y'all saying men shouldn't want to step out. Women don't just want to be a side chick. I feel like that's a maladaptive adjustment. They've adjusted to a system that's broken. And if the system is broken, they're going to get whatever they can out of the system, including get flued out, uh, being tricked on because a man got it and being a somebody secret because why not? You, if you're going to be a secret for free, why mm. not be a secret for the cash? But why women, not be a secret but, for the loot? But women always have the power of no. They always have the power of no. No matter what. Like I when think, a woman says no, then you can't go forward with anything else. If they say no to whatever it is. But you he's saying it, why would they say no if they well, get the thrown out? The implication of that question, the implication of what you're saying is that a question was asked by somebody who y'all are saying should not want to be asking that question if they've dedicated themselves to a woman in a relationship. They're saying no, they have the power of no, but somebody got to be asking something for no to be said. I, I think we're missing a whole segment of women. There is a <laughs> group of women who has all these things who don't need to be flown out, who can provide it for themselves just looking for fun like there are some women out here just living their best life and usually what that means is they gonna fuck whoever they want to fuck married not married or whatever like women make those same choices that men do and i i hear what you're saying mr on point it sounds like you're saying that women only cheat because of the conditioning from what men are doing and i i just no no, no. cheat no 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 that that's not women only become side pieces mistresses and getting paid 
we cheating is a different thing. We ain't we I wasn't talking about women who cheat in this conversation. I was talking about women who that subgenre of women that exist to be side chicks. Well, I wasn't only, talking about those women. I'm talking about people that just happen to make a connection and end up doing things, even though they got somebody else at home. Yeah, that, I mean, that's on both parties. But, you know, the conversation we was having was about uh, women who was willing to get flued out and women who was willing to take money to be in that role. Oh, yeah. You know, if you're talking about that role, it wouldn't exist if men didn't want it to. Period. If all men just decided not to have side chicks and just be with women, those women, even if they did say, hey, men, look what we got, you know, come to my OnlyFans and fly me out. You know what I'm saying? Even if they did that, if that man, if all men said, nope, we're going to be with this one woman, at some point that would cease. At some point they wouldn't be getting paid. You know, at some point men would fly them out. At some point they would be like, well, I can't get nothing from this lifestyle. The only thing I can get something from is settling down with a man who got it. You know what I'm saying? Like it wouldn't exist in that way. Now cheating is a whole nother beast. I am never going to. I mean, I've been cheated on. I ain't never gonna cap for cake for no woman who done cheated on a dude. I'm not gonna cake for a dude that been cheated on a woman. But we can't take away the societal standard of it's easier for a man to recover being cheated on or, or cheating on a woman than it is for a woman to recover from being cheated on a man. You know, it's common knowledge around the neighborhood that the man cheating. But when the woman cheat, you know, she going to be shamed. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I and, and yeah, the gap between how much shame has lessened over time, you know, but it's still there. So that like there is to me, there is still a component of men being able to healthily get away with this stuff versus women. You know, I feel you. But and, and don't get me. Don't get me wrong. To y'all's point. Yes, th that gap has lessened a lot. You know, so when I talk about it, I it sounds like I'm talking about it from the perspective of that gap being huge. You know, like I'm talking about it used to be in the 70s where the deacon used to have a family on this side of town, a family on that side of town, and neither woman could do nothing because they didn't have no job, you know, and they couldn't provide for the family, but he could still provide for both of them, you know. Mm. But we still have people my age that was raised by them dudes. You know what I'm saying? Who are still out here at my age trying to figure out how to get multiple women in their life. And now right. that's transferring down to this side chick um, subculture that the younger boys now are taking on. Where it feel, Like I remember having a conversation with a kid that I was working with. He got into an argument with his girl and told me I'm going to call my other girl. And I had a conversation with him and I just broke it down like I said. So do you believe that it's right for a man to have more than one woman? You know, because I asked him that his girls know about each other. He said, no. Nah. I said, do you think it's right for you to have two girls that feel a certain way about you and they don't know about each other? And he said, no, nah, that ain't right. You know, I was like, would you want your daughter to be going through that or your mom to be going through that? No, nah, I wouldn't want them to be going through that. But he didn't really have a logical reason as to why he wanted it. It's just a part of culture that he's, you know, taking in. And hell, I mean... If our society was one that said you could have two women and that was a part of our culture and everything, why wouldn't you want two women? Why Headaches. It's too much work. It's too much to deal with. I, I am, I don't I am know. not the one for that. Like, no, no. <laughs> I mean, if no. our society was built up in a way where one woman, you know, made sure you didn't have a headache and the other woman, you know, that may give you a headache still tended to some needs you want. Like, if our society was made for that, like, let's say you could have two women 
and it was guaranteed that there was no headache. I'm gonna trade you know my I'm other saying? woman in for a goldfish, nigga. That's too much stress. <laughs> or a turtle. I'm good, bro. Yeah. Well, a turtle. <laughs> well, you you are more forward thinking in this respect because a lot of men would say, I mean, if I could have two women and they didn't expect that much out of me, and both of them was okay with me having the other woman, and they didn't stress me out enough because it was two women. Why? Yeah. Why wouldn't I? Why wouldn't I? Like that's the way that most men. In the context of this conversation, be thinking about that si that kind of situation. Y'all know D. Ray Davis, the comedian. Yeah, he got yeah. two girlfriends, right? Right. He ain't got two wives, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that nigga know, and he was like, "Look, this is just temporary." He was married before, right? I don't, I don't know. I just I just used him to make my point. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think D. Ray was married before. He might be in team. I ain't getting married again. Yeah. <laughs> At this point, I man, I feel you. I just think that's a lot of stress. Like, I'm not built for that. Like, sharing is caring, but I ain't for it. <laughs> I feel that. I feel that. Mm, mm, mm. I did have a. Uh, I was going to write you guys an email. Um, oh, okay. Well, let's guys, have a conversation. Unless you need Red to be a part of it. No, no, no. I I feel like y'all are missing something major about that. What is it? Uh, the little dick website. The dating site. Oh, what yeah, was the name of the name something? Of it. Dinky ones. I don't remember the name of it. I think it was like Dinky one. <laughs> dinky one. Yes, that's it. Dinky one. Oh man, I started writing y'all an email, but I don't know what happened to it. I was looking for it, but I, I think I remember the gist of it. This is the greatest thing <laughs> ever. Okay, hear me out. Hear me out. I am not a Dinky one. Okay, but. <laughs> My nigga, if I really wanted to hook up with somebody, what website would I go to? Dinky ones. They're looking for penis. So I'm a person with penis. Now, I might be over the limit of the dinky one penis, but I think it's okay to catfish on this. Probably not. But maybe we could come up with a new term. We'd be like swordfish, where, you know, I'm a little <laughs> bit larger than, you know, the average. But they're on that website looking for penis. And you go out there, you put your name on there. I don't care if they shame me, whoever. They in my inbox, though. This is a new opportunity. People are going to be sword fishing on dinky ones all summer long. Oh, came up with a new term, sword fishing. <laughs> yeah, Damn, sword fishing. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Sword fishing. Yeah, I'm sword fishing on these sword fishing, nigga. I disagree, though. All right. I disagree. Let's I go. I think the women on this site are going to be women who had their guts rearranged by somebody in an unpleasant way and they want to make sure that don't happen again and so they want like a smaller meat man. That's fine. You can only take the tip. <laughs> we all know how that goes. Right. <laughs> hey guys, I, I'm, I'm flagrant with my comedy so I'm sorry if that's new to the people listening to the, the Conversation Con Artists. Man, I'm sword fishing all day. Sword fishing, let's do it. No, but now, nah, Dinky Ones good. is a hilarious. Yeah, it's it's not good, but that's a hilarious <laughs> story. I wish we had a talked about it on our podcast. But oh, wait a minute, hold on, hold on. I'm looking at the website right now. I'm gonna read this <laughs> and wait for the end. The global average erect penis length is about five and a half inches. If your penis is less than this, you're eligible to join us. Remember that fifty percent of the male population will have a penis less than average size. That's 50% of the men in your university, the office, a nightclub, the train. You're certainly not alone, and 100% of the men on this site are less than average. Also remember, men 
often like to exaggerate. If you hear someone saying they're seven inches, it generally means six or 6.5 at best. Now, this is the kicker right here. If you're too big for the dinky one, then join big one. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Yo, they got a website penis. called Big One. Big Let's penis baby site. Let's all join. Uh, Let's do it. Uh, no, I need uh, I need an average one. I'm pretty sure some motherfuckers on that koi fishing. I don't Everybody. fit on either one. I don't fit on either one of these websites. I need there, like there's some koi fishing on that one. Oh, okay. Well, no, because you know. Can I be a puffer fish? <laughs> I do qualify. I do qualify. That's what's up. It's a core fish though. That damn. Yeah, I'm gonna be a puffer fish, man. I'm gonna blow up. I'm gonna grow it. Not sure. Grow it <laughs> so, you, don't, you don't have to go. You don't have to go swordfish at dinky one. You can just regular fish at big one. Oh man. <laughs> so how do they qualify? Like, do they ask for a dick pic or something? Like, how do they measure this? Do you... I don't know. It just says if you if your link is five and a half or more, then you qualify. You just uh, you just the honor system, I guess. I guess so. Honestly, <laughs> that's funny. That's how you saw it, fish. So instead of the, or so swordfish. if you guys are still doing like the movie titles, you should call this episode Swordfish. <laughs> swordfish. We will have to change it somehow. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. We change a word in it. Swordfish. I figured out how to. I figured out how to make it happen. Oh my god! Uh, I just I thought about that when y'all were talking about Dicky ones. I was like, man, that sounds like the greatest hustle in the site. <laughs> now I wouldn't do that, but I'm sure somebody's out here. But you wouldn't join? You say you wouldn't join Dinky one? No, I, I wouldn't join it. I would. That's, I'd be sword fishing all day long. That's where my mind went when I thought to talk about when I heard y'all talk about it. I got you. I'm just so uncomfortable with my oh, so uh. <laughs> I just need I just need somebody to build my confidence up, please. <laughs> oh, you're gonna come back to my home? Good. <laughs> Got you now. Yeah, no. nah, that sounds a little rapey. It do sound. It's, yeah, I saw it that one alone. Yeah, I saw you it. did something. Because so, as soon as you unzip them pants, and she say, "Nope, you lied." That's the one. But see, time. you gonna be wasted all that time. Nah, never mind. Never mind. I can't. <laughs> On my podcast, I would answer this, but I ain't doing it here. <laughs> so, Mr. On Point, sir. Our, well, we don't know if we're going to get these checks or not yet, but are you ex- are you expecting to get a check from the government for no. our this package? I won't why? be getting one either way. When, why is that? Because I didn't file my taxes last year. Damn. Oh, and I haven't turned mine in for yet this year yet. And the way that they're going to determine your income is through either your 2018 or 2019 tax return. Now, I can still submit my tax return now. And there's a cut so they can see my income. Well, now, well, April, April 15th. No, 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 they push it back. No, if you read that, it say they push back. The, they Wait a minute. I thought there was a cutoff for how much money you made. If you could get these checks, I think that. it was. A, I think that cutoff is. I don't know. I gotta reread because I was thinking that the cutoff that July fifteenth date. I guess that is when you should be able to submit your taxes. But I was thinking that was the cutoff date for where they have to pay your taxes mm. or p- give you your refunds. Mm-mm. I gotta read it from what I read, and if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I, I'll apologize later. But if I'm not mistaken, if you 
you have until July the 15th to turn in your taxes, even if you hadn't turned it in from, I think, a few years past. Like, you're good. You know what I'm saying? You can still do it at, on, on the July 15th uh, date. Hmm. Hmm. Last week, the IRS extended the deadline to pay federal income tax from April 15th to July 15th. Right. Hmm. The notice, however, did not extend the due dates for filing the returns, which has to be a change in law. So you're still expected to file by April 15th. But you're not expected to pay until July. Exactly. So this is for people who would pay taxes, I guess, versus people who would be getting a return. You know, if you get a return, all you got to do is file your taxes April 15th, then you'll get money back if you're supposed to. That's what it sounds like. Hmm. I don't know. I don't get returns. I, yeah, I never get returns either. What is a return? Yeah. I returned it to Target. <laughs> I count? get enough for a pizza party. But Damn. either way, uh, you know, so this bill, the bailout failed. It failed. Uh, and man, it's a lot of nonsense going on regarding why it why failed. it's failed. Well, the Democrats says that the GOP were trying to help out the corporations and the Democrats are saying that you know, they're not caring about the people. They're only trying to save big businesses. Well, let me tell you what uh, let me tell you what people are saying in terms of why Republicans think what the common Republican thinks. Uh, they want a bunch of money in there for climate change. Not true. Um, they want airline emissions footprint restrictions. Not true. Um, they want more money for abortion. Not true. Um this is uh this is somebody I'm going on somebody's Facebook page that I know that works in the law in uh, Shelby County. This gotcha. was the comments that they had on their page. But the biggest issue is that do y'all know how stock buybacks work? Yes. Well, I know what happened. Like the last time Trump helped out these corporations, they used that money to buy back their stocks to kind of every, bolster their numbers. Every time they get a ton of number, they do right. a ton of money. They do stock buybacks. Right. They did stock buybacks and bonuses with the bailout from Obama. They did stock buybacks with the Trump tax breaks, and they're going to do stock buybacks with any money they get from this right here. Now I've the heard problem- two different things about this one. I heard that Trump was trying to stop corporations from doing the uh, stock buybacks. No, he wasn't trying to stop him, but he did in a press conference indicate that he thought that companies were going to actually invest in America and not do stock buybacks. Yeah, he said he was disappointed the last time that they did do stock buybacks. Yes, but the problem now is this legislation, phase three of this legislation, mm-hmm. does not include restrictions on what those corporations have to do with that money, meaning... If wow. they get this money, they would <laughs> just do a bunch of stock buybacks again. Yeah. Because especially since stocks have dropped, what's right. gonna happen is they're gonna get fifty billion dollars, buy a whole bunch of stock backs in their companies, make it look like stocks are going up, but they're not going up naturally with the market. They're going up because they're buying them back themselves. And whatever stocks that they don't buy back are inflated. So when people that are not them buy them, they buy them at a higher price. And it makes them more money. And this is this is a cycle that goes over and over. But the biggest problem the Democrats have with this bill is they wouldn't they wouldn't put more restrictions on what companies are expected to do with their money. Another problem is they didn't offer um, they didn't 
put any safety net programs that keep employers from after this go down and they lose all this money from helping that right. they just don't fire a whole bunch of people. It didn't and have I, enough protections for employees after this. That's so, happening regardless, though. Like people, it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen, but it don't have to happen if the government pay for it. Right, and I, and so, I agree with you. Yeah. They should not be firing people, especially in times like this. Like people need their livelihood. Mm-hmm. Like this is one of the few times that I feel like this party system shit needs to go out the window. Like people need help. Help the people. But the, I guess the uh, the issue is, you know, and and you know, McConnell them do this all the time. This is, I mean, Democrats do it too. The problem is the reason that it looked like like people give give Republicans so much uh, heat for doing it because they don't have majority for so long that they did this became their strategy, where they put up this legislation with a bunch of extra bullshit in it that they know Democrats don't want to pull a fast one over on America. Right. And then when the Democrats say no, they come out and say, well, that's the Democrats don't like America. The Democrats want y'all to suffer. The Democrats want y'all to struggle. Yeah. And and Republicans have created that into a system where now Democrats are having to come out and do that same thing just to battle with that system that Republicans have really refined very well. This you know, so stupid, though. People are starving. Well, not starving yet, but. People don't have a way to go to work to earn a living. So you know what's going to happen? You're going to have more crime. when People are going to take care of their family, whether it be legally or illegally. Mm-hmm. And I, th- we don't have time for this bullshit. Like, just get the shit passed. I agree, but... I'm sick of this shit. I agree, but I also ain't going to be an advocate for something that only give the people 25% and give businesses... Uh, 75% of what this is because that's the breakdown. The breakdown of these businesses will get 75% of this relief and people will get 25%. And we talking about the airline industry getting, you know, around 50 to a hundred billion dollars. The same airline industry that charge outlandish fees, the same airline right. industry that tell you, you got to pay 75 more dollars just to get a little bit of leg room. The same industry that say for you to bring this extra bag, which you got to pay $38. You know, the same industry that have these old ass airplanes that these planes been crashing and bullshit been happening because they be taking all their money and buying stock buybacks instead of investing in safety, instead of investing in crew, instead of investing in things that could have helped prevented this fucking coronavirus from spreading like it is. You know, they want money so they can have stock buybacks. And the government at this point ain't going to do nothing to say you can't have stock buybacks if we give you money. Or they're not saying if we give you money, you got to protect these employees. Or if we give you money, you can't foreclose on people's homes, you know, or evict people. You know, so they're going to do that anyway. But like our government don't need to fund them doing that. You know what I'm saying? I agree with you there. I was never a fan of the last bailout. I think there should be a cap on a business earnings before they send out this money to them like the small businesses that are hurting right now they should be the first in line to get this money yes because you know they're going to trickle it down to their employees then the people who are out here you know trying to make a living they're going to go into these stores and buy stuff like we don't need this bickering bullshit but i feel mm-hmm. what you're saying like it's too much i don't know it's like because because America needs it so much, what makes it what makes it the you know I, this is the question I'm asking. What makes it the Democrats' responsibility to accept things that's problematic in it 
versus the re the Republicans not putting that in there because both of them are using both of them are creating the same effect. Right. You know, mm -hmm. the Republicans by adding extra stuff that they know the Democrats ain't fond of is not looking out for the people and the Democrats not saying yes to it is not looking out for the people. But I think it's a problem when the Republicans are the ones that put it out there from the beginning, knowing right. that that was going to be the response. And I agree you know, with you. And I post I posted it on my Facebook wall last night and and just reading the responses of people who read it, who don't read the article and how they just tied to these parties and their emotions. It's just sad. Like, that's exactly how they govern us as a country. They use our emotions and these parties to get us to just fall in line with whatever they're thinking and whatever they're doing. And it's just nasty. I, I hate it. And at the end of the day, like to me, like these old people just need to die. Like, when not like get the coronavirus and die. <laughs> yeah, you, know you know, I say this all the time. I'm sorry, mama. <laughs> but like y'all, y'all group gotta go. Politics ain't gonna change until these old people who've been in here for literally 30 or 40 years are yeah, gone. But at the same time, we don't need a whole bunch of AOCs. No matter how smart she sounds and how great she is about changing stuff, we need that balance. We can't have shit just swinging all the way to the other side. But I don't know. I don't know why you think it would be a bunch of AOCs. AOC is extreme as is. Ain't nobody out there like her. It, it ain't gonna be like that. I mean, every, and at the end of the day, everybody's still really moderate. <laughs> AOC is uh, the left side of a moderate, you know, political spectrum. You know, if you look at right and left in the context of the world instead of the context of America, AOC, Mitch McConnell, they all in the middle together, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, they ain't really, ain't no leftists in America. None. I mean, just because she talk about emissions, which is just the opposite side of people who talk about coal, don't make her, you know, that extreme. She just extreme from what Republicans are used to. But AOC is still too extreme for America. What we, what, um, what politics supposed to be doing, like George Washington never planned for parties to exist. But because um, Alexander Hamilton and Thomas Jefferson viewed that differently, they created factions. And that's just how it started. And he never wanted that. That was not what's supposed to be. And even early politics, Thomas Jefferson and Alexander Hamilton still could sit in a room and agree on something, you know? But right now, both sides are fighting so hard to make America what they want it to be, which is a spit in the face to democracy. Right. Because the essence of democracy is accepting that there is another side that is expected to be represented, which is something on the episode you mentioned that I ain't fuck with that you said. You know, you said, you know, if I'm a Republican and, and my 49% vote for me, what the fuck do I give about the other? My 51% voted for me. What the fuck do the other 49% matter? You know, that that's that thinking that the Republicans have that make them say, fuck them, we're going to do what we want to do. And my my position is that, yeah, you tell your base what they need to hear because you're going to fight to get that from the lens of moving from the middle over. But you're not going to fight to get what they want, despite all the other people that you're supposed to be advocating for as the president. You know, and I think that's what's lost on Trump. Uh, and that's what lost is lost on his base is they don't respect democracy because democracy, a part of democracy is accepting that one side disagrees with you, but you're supposed to try to meet them as much as you can. Even if y'all hands don't touch every time you're supposed to be reaching for it. And politics now has moved that hand all the way back. 
and said, we're backing away because we want the country to be what we want it to be. Democrats and Republicans, they both do that shit. They both want the country to be what they want it to be. And that's a problematic way that politics exists now. It ain't supposed to be like that. That shit is new. I mean, by new, I mean like 50, 60 years. Yeah. yeah. You know, because, you know, back back when FDR was alive, like, they he fractured they shit. You know, mm-hmm. people like going back talking about, well, you know, the Democrats were the ones that were racist. The Democrats were the ones that, you know, not really. You know, really what happened was the Democrats turned on FDR because he was bullshitting and creating social programs. And they said, we can't rock with Democrats like this. We finna go be Republicans. You know what I'm saying? We finna, well, first off, they went to be Dixiecrats and then they went to be Republicans. You know, so people act like that the old Democrats ain't, the, ain't didn't become the new Republicans. Man, y'all can go look at the history. That's how that shit went. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Dick but wow. yeah, they, they changed from Dix because they didn't want to be Republicans because Republicans, yes, Republicans was the sympathetic motherfuckers to, to black shit. You know, they was the ones that weren't trying to be racist. And so, but when FDR, you know, got polio and went to go live in that little village and saw how people were struggling, he came right back out of that polio and said, hey, look, we got to help poor folks, y'all. And the Democrats then was like, what? The fuck you talking about, bro? And so, you know, he was like, yeah, and he created all these programs and they were like, we can't rock with this shit. We going to this other side, you know, but they didn't go straight to Republicans. They went to Dixiecrats, which because because at that point, remember, they couldn't rock with Republicans either. Right. Dixiecrats was, I guess, was the independence there because at their core, they had old Democrat views, but they didn't have Republican views, so they created their own little thing. You know, so even back then, motherfuckers were still, like, fractured in their party, but they could still figure that shit out. Like, today, they running away from each other's side, and I don't like that shit. I, I, I feel like me, all of us on here, I feel like we are, you know, in the middle enough to explore listening to both sides. Of whatever's yeah. going on, yeah, you know, that you're makes... more uh, you're more aggressive at at uh, a shogun. You're more aggressive at expressing the other side. I'm more, you know, intent on expressing, you know, the side I value. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I think that's where we miss each other a lot of times. But yeah. at the end of the day, we are people who are willing to listen and have that conversation when it comes to that. Like, that's what I don't want too far left because what about my far right friends and people who are far right that that dialogue they value you know what i'm saying i don't want to be sitting over here like living the king you know having people feed me grapes while the people who they values exist in this country are getting shit on i need middle ground i value a system that expects us to fight for middle ground you know what i'm saying you still that shogun yeah i'm i'm, I'm listening Cole Jackson, you still there? He froze. I thought Cole was there. <laughs> uh, he he got kicked out. I was I was mulling it over. I was like trying to remember what what brought up that whole fifty percent. But I know I said it, and I was like, I think I was saying like, why would I care if I voted in? Like I wouldn't listen to what these people like. Shut up and just get in line. And I see I see where yeah. I mean, I said it, so it is what it is. But <laughs> well, I mean, I, what I, mean, I don't the think way- I would just take over and just run over people and be like, this is how you got to change. Like, I'm accepting. Uh-oh. I, I added them back. Okay. I'm I'm ex- I accept people and how they are and their culture, and I don't want to change anything. But 
we don't really have a democratic system. This is like a republic. And so we have laws that we have to follow. And what I see today is nobody's really following those laws. And yes, they're hiding behind those parties to say, well, you got to step in line and, and, and just do what we tell you guys. And that's where I really get heated is because it's a lot of miscommunication, a lot of manipulation on what's going on to get people to just vote for you. Like, it's just sad. It's a lot, man. Did y'all see that video of that uh, Florida council meeting? Yes. Yeah. It do, they that. cut the power off on them people, and then yeah. he looks like he's the mad black aggressive man, but nah, he's just sitting there like, you are hurting your citizens, and you come around every four years trying to get voted in, but you don't give a damn about these people. And if y'all didn't know the precursor to that meeting, he requested that meeting twice, and they denied that meeting for him. See what I'm saying? And that's what he was talking about on the video where he said, y'all set up rules for this meeting at the beginning and y'all don't even want to follow your own rules. You know, that's what we're dealing with, you know, and, you know, the way uh, the Breakfast Club addressed it was, you know, we need people like him at the table, Man. you know, maybe that conversation he had and it going viral will be the reason that they don't do that next week. You well, know what I'm saying? And when we don't have people like him at the table that's willing to fight for us, it's a problem. And so I really don't care. Uh, all I care about in my politician is if they're willing to fight for the people. And, you know, I don't really understand all of AOC's platform. Uh, but <laughs> all I know is that she fight for the people. And give me a moderate that fight as hard as her for us, then I'll be with them. You know, I just need somebody with that energy to give a fuck about me. Versus give a fuck about power versus because a lot of these people K like uh Jeff Sessions. Yeah. This boy <laughs> might as well stick his nose right in Trump booty hole. You know, I mean, straight cool. up. You know, <laughs> you gonna give you've given your whole moral system. Let this man bully you, talk mess about you, and at the end of the day, you still come to him and say, you know, well, we're 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 gonna do this for Trump. And he's spitting your face. I mean, but the other side of that would be like how the the people said, you know, Joe Biden is such a terrible person. He voted for this. He voted for that. I guess I support him. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like it's on both sides. They're politicians. They're going to do. Well, no, I mean, I'm, I'm not even talking about like how the people respond to him. I'm talking about how the the character of the person that, you know, the politicians, you know, how the politicians treat this man like. Trump treated this man crazy, crazy. And he's still willing to follow him. Did you I mean, did you see what Trump did about Mitch? Uh, damn, what's his name? Uh, he he just got diagnosed with uh, coronavirus. Uh uh, it ain't Rand uh, Paul, is it? No, no, no. Rand Paul got it too, but he 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 laughed about Mitch. It's not Mitch McConnell. He got uh, a Democrat. No, no, no. It was a Republican dude. Really? He he ran for uh, he ran for uh, against Obama. God damn it. Oh, uh, start with an M and it ends with an R. I can't. I just yeah, uh, Mick Romney. Yeah, Mick Romney. Yeah, he laughed about Mick Romney having uh, coronavirus. You know, like those two guys have been bickering ever since. You know, forever. He don't don't like Mick Romney. Nah, before. But but that but see that's just the character of Trump though. He's just an asshole. He's a bully. But that's the pushback I give when you say something like it happened on both sides. Bro, not the same way. <laughs> that shit is not, it don't happen on the both sides equally. And people, you know, 
make it seem like it's happening on both sides equally. Like it's not. <laughs> well, I mean, what I'm the reason I brought that up is because I feel like the Democrats are bullying Bernie, right? I don't know if they bullying Bernie. I mean, they ain't giving him the attention and the, they haven't given him the attention and the focus that they probably should objectively give a candidate. But Bernie is notoriously not easy to work with. You know, like Bernie is not a Democrat. <laughs> you know, Bernie has some overlapping Democratic principles, but at the end of the day, he's an independent. He ain't even willing to say he's a Democrat. You know, so I don't know why anybody would expect the Democrat establishment to support Bernie. Mm. You know, he's mm. using the Democrat platform to push the independent agenda, if you will. I got you. And I don't know why anybody would think that a Democrat would come out and support Bernie over Joe Biden when Joe Biden, albeit an old uh, Democrat, will <laughs> attain it history in terms of consistency. <laughs> Tainted history. Taint. <laughs> Taint. Yeah, just, you call it these niggas had four fucking years, and that's the best they got. Come on, man. This shit's oh, sad. I don't think you. I mean, I think I you. Mean, we should always I have think you say, That's the part that confused me. When you say that's the best they got, I I think people put too much control in the Democratic Caucus choosing a person. I think that once those people put themselves in that position, they decide from those people who they're going to uplift. But I don't really think that the, the Democratic Party have that big of a say in who they choosing. Mm. Like, mm. I don't think they come out and be like, hey, you, we're putting money into you. You know, like, well, that's all, the all, scandal all right. shit. Well, what's his name? Stuff. What was the, the rich dude who just, Bloomberg, he came out of nowhere and you know, ran a campaign. He was getting publicity. He was, you know, he was looking like he was going to be the front runner at one point. You know what the requirements are to become a a presidential front runner and to be Tell on the us. debate stage? Money, money, and a percentage of support in the polls. So just buy if, your way in. If you or I have that money and that support, we can get on the debate stage too. Shit's terrible. That's how America works. I mean, I'm pretty sure there's a there's definitely an age limit where the youngest you can be on there. I think is, it's 35. Yeah, so you, if you're 35 and somehow have convinced America to vote for you at uh, 40 percent, I think is one of the polls that you gotta have, and you have a certain amount of money donated to you, it can't be just like money you got, you know. But when the government <laughs> look, when the government has determined that a corporation can be counted as an individual and you're a person that can afford to have a whole bunch of corporations like Bloomberg and you can have all of those corporations send you money, you know, you can be in there without the Democratic, without having to pay that to the Democratic Party. Because a lot of the, the Democratic Party didn't want Michael Bloomberg in there. Yeah. Nobody wanted Michael Bloomberg in there. Nobody. I never heard anybody saying that he was supporting that dude. Yeah. Nobody. But. So the Democratic, the, like, Democratic Party didn't have anything to do with that. Now, I, like I said, when they choose a person, I do think they jump on that person. They support that person. They help that person illegally. You know, they do everything that they can do to try to put their candidate up. They limit candidates. They don't like exposure time like they was doing, you know, Andrew Yang and other people that they didn't think was going to be up there. And uh, even though that weren't quite the Democratic Party, I guess that was the moderators. You know, but they did that with they do that with Bernie as far as news and as far as publicity and articles. Nobody like Bernie. 
you know, but like Bernie ain't a Democrat. So I, I just didn't expect that much. Um, I'm glad he's like he's taking steps to bow out now. I don't think yeah. he's fully bowed out, but like it's coming to close down some of his campaign sites and he took all of his ass off of Facebook and stuff. Um, because yeah, like everywhere, everywhere. Yeah. So I don't know, man. I, I, politics, politics right now ain't shit. Yeah. At all. I don't think it's, it's, it's never been shit, but it's just like affecting our lives. So I'm paying attention to it. Yeah. Maybe not as much as I should, but it's just sad. Like people are hurting. People need help. And we bickering about who has a D or an R in front of their name. I just need I just need to know that the money that our government is going to give these companies ain't going to be used irresponsibly enough for us to fill it. And then they come back and start business as usual, having given our bonuses, having had stock buybacks, having fired employees. And oh, yeah, we got something to people. But now we paying for that shit afterwards let, let me tell you something the corporation that i work for got a huge tax break from trump they gave all the employees a thousand dollars and then you know what they did they fired a shit ton of employees mm. yep it's expected i'm just saying it's expected but you know it's one of them fool me once shame on you fool me twice shame on me right. and if if you do the same thing over if you give these corporations a bunch of money again and no. expect them to do something they don't, it's on you now. It's on right. the government this time. I agree. Which means, to me, that means that they in cahoots with the government if that's the case. Mm, it's a the government ain't stupid. <laughs> <laughs> the government ain't stupid. When the government do something that don't make sense to us, it's because they get some out of it that we don't fucking understand. You know, and I think that that's the case with this situation. If they give all these corporations money and they don't create rules for it, then they're okay with it happening. And, and it just make the comments that Trump made about not uh, expecting businesses to be more responsible with the money stupid mm. and not true. Because if you thought that if you if you got fooled by them the first time and you put out legislation that allows it again, you just you're not smart or you OK with it. And you just telling us you're not. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of that, too. A lot of safe face. Yeah. Um, something happened with the uh, yeah the videos. Yo, I, I can't I see you. Yeah, he came out talking about how uh, CNN. You talking about that CNN interview? Yeah, yeah. He was. Oh man, what was he saying? I listened to it. It's a bunch of lies. Like Randall Stevens is an asshole. Nobody likes that guy. We 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 all wish he would get coronavirus, but you know Bro, he got an asshole face, boy. He looked like he looked like he just gonna buy stock. He. Look like he got a uh, in his memo of shit to do at the top of it is stock buy stock buybacks or some shit. How to fuck his employees? That's his first <laughs> thing every day. Yeah, nobody likes that dude. Like he, he's he says that AT and T is a family, but at the same time they're they're constantly looking for ways to fire people. So a family. But at the same time, my opinion about that guy is not going to be uh, genuine because I've I've known some great people who's been on the firing in of his his pen so fuck that dude that's what it said our at&t ceo nabbed record 32 million dollar compensation in 2019 despite rampant bumbling and layoffs yep yeah fuck that dude that is it's garbage man but you know what this is the system we got and i don't know if it's the system that we deserve i don't know if it's the system that that we supposed to have i i just don't know how we're gonna change it you know it really 
I mean, we all need to vote, but believing that voting gonna change this system when they created the system of voting is is a problem. And right yeah. now, right now, like I mean, depending on how far this go, how is this gonna impact voting? Oh, it's definitely gonna impact voting. You know, <laughs> you think this shit gonna go away by the end of the year? Well, let me tell you, let me tell you what it's doing right now, okay? Mutate. So, no, some Republicans have gotten the coronavirus, right? Mm-hmm. So Mitt Romney got it. Uh, Rand Paul got it. He ain't a Republican. I guess he's an independent more, but he vote with Republicans all the time. Libertarian. Um, Mike Huckabee and some other senators have isolated themselves because of that. You know, and so now, in order to pass things, you gotta have a certain number of votes. Right. And people who are absent can't vote. They can't so vote. votes don't count. And they can't now, write in either. Exactly. So now what they're exploring is some kind of remote voting system because nope. without a remote voting system, they won't be able to actually vote for the shit that the Republicans need Republicans to vote for. And so Republicans don't want what aren't going to want to risk bringing things to vote that they don't have enough people to pass it. If the Democrats got enough people to pass it. Nah, they've been doing these dirty tricks this whole time. Fuck that. <laughs> Keep the vote like it is. I agree. I agree. And the reality is, if you create remote voting for politicians, oh, that opened the gateway oh, hell yeah. for the remote voting for too. everybody. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm OK with that. If you're going to create remote voting for them, create remote voting for everybody, because right now they still closing down on satellite sites to vote during voting. Super Tuesday, Texas closed down like 11, uh, 11 um, satellite voting sites. Because they was in black and Latino neighborhoods. They still doing shit like that. It don't make sense for them people to stand in line for hours. Like, when y'all went to go vote, wasn't it a long-ass process? No, because Hoover actually opened up a whole bunch of different places. And they tell you which place is yours. They got, like, three open. And I go at, like, 7.30. So, I don't know if it's because I'm going that early or if it's because they have multiple sites. But I ain't wait. I walk straight in and straight out. Damn, that shit was, it was at least 30 minutes. Ooh. Now, last year it was longer. I ain't gonna lie, last year it was longer, but only about 20 minutes. It wasn't like, like, I know people who stood in line for three hours, you know, across the country. And I was like, man, I don't know if I would have wanted to vote that bad. (laughs) Like, if my phone was charging, my headset was at least at 60%, then we would be good. (laughs) But if my phone was on 20%, and... You know, my headset was about to die. I ain't have it. I don't know if I would have stood there, man. I know that sounds bad, but I mean, it is what it is. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, dang. But look, man, I only had one other person who was like, you know, they'll get on the episode with me or whatnot. And me and her did, you know, our little portion at the beginning. Oh, you okay? Well, shit, this a long ass episode. Yeah, no, I mean, we only did twenty minutes. Oh, you know, the plan was to do 10, 15 minutes with as many people that want to get in. But, you know, y'all and her are the only ones that like jumped up and said, yeah, I'm with it. Oh, man. Well, you, you know, know, anytime so, it, it's always a good talk with you because you come from a different angle. Like I might not see your point of view right when you say it, but I usually go back and research some stuff. But I, I hate to come off as the, the, the bad guy, but I am open to a lot of new ideas. I think you perceive yourself as coming off as a bad guy more than people actually believe that you come off as the bad guy. We'll see. <laughs> that's how you, we'll you see when the, when the comments come. Like, I can't believe that guy. I, I hate him. 
No, y'all, you know, saying y'all had to whip me up on the man conversation, but <laughs> it's gonna change me somehow. It always I, do. Um, I wish Red would listen to it, see what <laughs> she say. But we, we, it's just gonna make me more intent on looking at the situation and seeing if I'm oh, using it. my man accountability balance. Hold on, let's let's let's. Hey, Cole, can you tell them about Young Bird? We didn't get into. Oh, that's why. Oh, <laughs> we, we're in the podcast on the Young Bird situation. So let's get it. Uh, so Young Bird was <laughs> with a, with a young lady at at uh that night, and uh, she basically for all intents and purposes was setting him up. Now he pistol whipped her. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> tell him, tell her why he pistol whipped her. I did. I said she was setting him up. Oh, well, how was she setting him up? She was, she was there at his home, and she was texting, and it was he was getting home invade. It was a home invasion at the same time. So the guys were trying to try to uh, go into his house and stuff like that, and and back and forth. And she pissed, he pistol whipped her, and you know, because he pulled his gun because he seen his alarm went off, and and these guys were trying to break into his home, and uh. The original story came out was Young Berg or Hitmaker beats up girlfriend until he had to come out and say, no, this is what happened. I got video. My lawyer's got to speak up on it. She was there, part of the home invasion. So I just wanted to know what, what was your thoughts about that? Was he did he was he not supposed to hit her or so it was actually his girlfriend? Nah, she it was just some chick he had brought back from whatever. It was some chick he was just dealing with. But it wasn't a girlfriend. I'm not an advocate for I'm not an advocate for men him women like that. Um like now, she did attack him during she was she did attack him during this home invasion situation as well. If he was attacked by her before he pistol whipped the <laughs> then then I mean, you know. You knew who you came home with, ma'am. <laughs> you knew you came home with a goon that had a pistol that may pistol whip you <laughs> if you goon? make a bet. If you if you try to set him up, I just can't say that he should have like out of my mouth. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, no, nah, I, 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 I'm, I'm not gonna put you in that situation. I just wanted to see what you how you felt about that. Um, if what happened in this situation was this woman went home with Young Bird. And she knew that she was going to set him up because he was Youngberg. And it's, it's true that she was sending text messages to the people who came to rob the house. Um, that's some bullshit. I mean, that's fucked up. She shouldn't do that. Okay? Mm -hmm. should, women shouldn't set men up. Men should set women up. A woman shouldn't pistol whip a man just like a man shouldn't pistol whip a woman. You know what I'm saying? Like, that shit shouldn't happen. You know, at the end of the day, He's still a victim of his own decision. You know what I'm saying? Bringing that woman home, he that he he chose her. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's probably it's probably 20 other women he could have chose that wouldn't have did that. I just didn't like how the media originally set out the whole story of he just beat up this girl and pistol whipped her, and then come to find out she was setting him up for a home invasion, and he could have died that day. Like, cause guys, the video if you. He put out video of them breaking, but trying to break into his house, passing guns to each other and everything. Like he posted the videos and all that other stuff. I just the yeah, media that's, originally but, 
said he just beat his girlfriend up. He was oh, I just pistol whipped her. Like, but see, that's a part of that code that we as a black community got fucked up. You know that that you know street justice code where you don't you don't talk about what happened. You only leave speculation and for people to come up with their own stories. If you're not willing to say. You know, well, people tried to break in my shit until articles come out painting you as a domestic violence abuser. Then what? What do you expect for people to say? Well, but I that think shit go on in the black community a lot. Like, but I, motherfuckers I think, don't say what happened to me. They just kind of like uh, let people speculate what happened until people find out. Well, I think he had to go through the proper channels, man. Like, I, I mean, he literally came out with. Um, does he got on Instagram, said what happened, and then his he made sure his lawyer had a statement also. Yeah, I think he just wanted to go through the proper channels before I I, I mean I think the media is gonna put out what they're gonna put out regardless until they get all the facts too. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes you can't beat the media, especially now. You know what I'm saying? Like I think we're at a point now where the media wants to be we we get stories all the time that aren't even finished or facts aren't even all the way pulled before um, we get the real story these days, but I, I think I think we do that as individuals too. I guess that's the difficult part. Like, I mean, even if you don't say it or pr- announce it, like if one of your your uh, female coworkers come to work with two black eyes and a busted chin, you know, the first thing you're gonna think, damn, you're not gonna think, you know, uh, she must have got into a street fight or she must have got into it with her mama or her sister. You're gonna be like, is her man whooping her ass? You know, like we do that too. Like we have those snap judgments based on like what normally happens in our society. Because if you would have been talking about NBA Young Boy or Chris Brown, you would have been right. He would have whooped that. They would have whooped that damn girl ass. <laughs> Chris Brown has been better. Okay, better. Look, better don't mean you. She better. Hands <laughs> Better don't mean that you ain't whipping some ass still. Like or got the capacity to whip some ass. It's just. That Rihanna shit ain't happened to him again. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, but I'm saying, I'm just saying, we do that as individuals too. So when you don't come out and control your own narrative, regardless of what way you're trying to do it, people gonna think what they think. Like that woman at your job will have to walk in and say, got into a damn fight at the club, had no damn business fucking with them damn um, studs over there in the corner. You know what I'm saying? I- because <laughs> the they hey, in the corner ganging up. What is? Hey, stuff? listen. I'm gonna I'm gonna mention something that y'all I know are utterly utterly uninterested in, but <laughs> people Let's are go. doing people Let's are see. doing since this coronavirus shit. On Twitter, they was having a stud twerk contest. <laughs> could I they move it? A bunch of no, no, no. I want to know. Could they move it? The like, man- some of them man- could. Some of them could. Hey, they 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 new studs. But what you know, what you know is these these studs at least are in in the mirror twerking because some of them know what they doing. They just don't do it in public. I'm gonna be honest with you, like all women tw- try to twerk. Like most of them can do it. You know what I mean? Like ugly, whatever. Like they they all try to do it. I don't think I have a problem with the stud twerking. I don't want to see no Manny Fresh twerk. I mean, if I they can, some if they you, can move it though, they, then I'm alright with it. Some of them, the only way you knew they was a stud was because they got a short haircut and the post said "stud twerking contest." <laughs> you know, but if they wouldn't have said that, if it would have just said "check this twerk out," 
you wouldn't have knew the difference and you would have enjoyed it <laughs> on several of them. Some so of them, I'm, I'm like, you you just, just go keep studying, please. I know I don't have to pause here because this is a woke and open and honest podcast, but <laughs> some of the best workers pause are gay men. So <laughs> I can understand how like studs could be decent twerkers too. So I mean, it is what it is. So good. I'm gonna go ahead and uh, I'm gonna go ahead and tell you something, okay? Right, and I don't on. want you to be offended. Um, <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> listen, man. I sent I sent the video to Jim with a dude pole dancing. He swung around a pole, and I said, "This dude looks so much like Shogun, it's ridiculous." <laughs> but I feel like if I put it in the group, he no, might, do, he it. Be offended. do it. I want to see it. I want to see this. I want to see my tweet so I can roast his ass. Hey. I will be big and probably too, nigga. Fuck this dude. Look, Wait. man. <laughs> Look, man. I'm just saying. I want to um, see that. Follow up on this dialogue next week. That's the, that's about the time we got for the show, though. <laughs> All right. But uh, look, man, I really appreciate y'all y'all joining, man, and and having this conversation. It's always a pleasure with you guys. Talk um, good, brother. Talk, talk. Yeah, but uh, uh, if you uh, if you want to f- continue this conversation, you can follow our two dumbasses over there at the Government Name Podcast. We that is G U B M I N T. Oh, go! <laughs> I thought you were gonna come in, man. I was like, where you at? N A M E. That's Government Name. That's G U B M I N T N A M E. Government Name Podcast. I forget you get stuck sometimes. No, oh, I pause because you usually pick up. I was like, dang. Oh, we, oh. We nah, it's all good, man. It's all good. We It's 10.57, it's man. I've been at the house all damn day. I hadn't left this place. I'm hurting. Damn. Appreciate y'all, man. And until we come to the next conversation, we out. Peace <laughs> out. He, he just posted this shit. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Look at it real quick. Look at it real <laughs> quick. Right, 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 right. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. No, 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 no. <laughs> How is he doing that? <laughs> Bro. Oh, oh, oh. oh no. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Yo, he killing that shit, nigga. Yeah, I can't move like that. I was I like, this dude look like Shogun out here. I, I was like, that, that dude really like, is the real oh, MVP. I got it out of here. Bro. <laughs> 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 Ooh. Ooh, no. What is hey, he Anyway, man. Appreciate it. Oh, man. Here comes damn ass. God damn it. Hey. All right, man. I'm going to stop the recording. All right, man. (laughs)